This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Knockout Podcast episode 36. Hello everyone, how are we doing? Yeah. Well, we, we come to you on the first day of lockdown 2.0. Um, nothing much has changed for me and Jack. Jack. Jack's still working, I'm still at uni, which seemingly I can still do. But yeah, we'll, we'll try and provide a bit of light relief for people who are returning to not being able to do anything. Yep, well, yeah, hopefully we can entertain. And what better to do it with than a couple <laughs> of bang average, if not worse, cards? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd give the past weeks as bang average, and then this upcoming weeks is probably below average. Um, so, yeah, you've got that to look forward to. So, yeah, to, to raise your spirits, we shall bring you... <laughs> bang yeah. average yeah exactly so yeah we'll start bang with <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah we'll start with anderson hall on the card that happened on the weekend um can look forward to santos Teixeira, which to be fair i think would be a good fight and the rest of that card which is so so to say the least um so yeah we'll start We'll start with this weekend. Do you wanna do you wanna start at the top and work our way down or, or work our way out? Uh yeah, let's start at the top. Go on then. Okay. Uriah Hall defeats Anderson Silva, fourth round TKO. Um yeah, sort of really what we expected. I mean, didn't really expect much from Anderson Silva. It was sort of a pretty deflating way to lose, just sort of charging and getting caught and not <laughs> having much of a chin. But that's yeah. sort of what we've come to expect from an Anton Silva who's won once in seven years yeah he's still it's like in a way you, I feel like you can still see some of the things that made him Anderson Silva he's just so slow now like it's crazy how slow he looks um, so he just can't pull off the things that made him great which were like really kind of reactive head movement encounters yeah. Um, he just doesn't have them anymore. Uh, so he's forced to kind of like go on the lead, which he was never that good at. Um, I mean, obviously he was good, but like it was not his strong suit. Um, and he just doesn't look the same. And he just kind of got, yeah, he charged in fairly recklessly. He got dropped at the end of round three, did he? Um, yeah, I think he did. Well, I remember. Was it? I can't, yeah, I can't remember. It Was it fairly similar to how he got knocked out in the end? I thought it was. I think, I think it was pretty similar, yeah. Yeah, so it was... Yeah, it was just like he tried to get aggressive, kind of, <laughs> and really push forward, got clipped with the right hand, and then Hall finished him. Um, Hall looked, Hall looked a bit, yeah, he looked like okay, but um, like it wasn't a. It's one of those, I feel like Adesanya kind of had the same effect when he fought uh, Silver. It's like there's almost a point where you can like respect your opponent too much. Um, and I feel like that was definitely true with Adesanya and probably true with Hall here. Um, so, like, he looked okay and showed that he was dangerous, certainly. Um, but, like, not a blow-your-socks-off performance. Yeah, all. certainly not what he would have hoped to have put on. That's the thing. Like, I, think, I mean, I say not what he hoped to put on. I think, to be honest, the fight went exactly as it is. It's like, it's the thing. People know that, I guess, even in, you know, b- back in his day, all he wanted to do was sit back and have you come on to, you know, have, have the, the other fighters come on to him. 
now everyone everyone knows the playbook on Anton Silver. It's like there's no point. There's no point charging onto him, especially now in these old in his old age. If he's charging towards you, as you say, he's not got the speed, he's not got the chin, and and you can just sort of eventually take sort of easy pickings, and that's that's really what your idol did. Just sort of waited yeah. for Anderson Silver to come to him, stayed tight, and got the knockout. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Like his 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 style is so is one that like you can't that unless you evolve it. It's one that you just like is just going to deteriorate massively as you get older. I mean, yeah, like when the reactions go, he's you know what forty five years old. His reactions are not what they were seven yeah. seven eight <laughs> years ago, and it's like he's just he's, his style is just completely adverse to fighting successfully into your into your older age. Which like even with that style, he did very well. Like did, like in his prime, he was in his mid thirties, which at that point you'd still think that um, they'd start to deteriorate like some of his reactions so um like he's obviously done very well for a long time with it it's just like he is so old at this point like 45 is just i don't know how old was like randy couture when he won the championship i don't know but um different styles obviously but it's there aren't many older fighters on the whole roster so i don't know if there are any actually at this point he might be the oldest one um so yeah he just like I think he has he like officially retired. I don't know. Um, well, I, I mean, I think I think it's the last fight in the, in the UFC. I think he sort of made clear, um, you know, the yeah, the MMA retirement didn't even last before the fight. I think I think he went on Errol Hawani's and was saying it's not going to be. It's my last fight in the UFC, hinting that he will fight somewhere else and someone else will pick him up and give him a fight. Yeah. Um, you know, as he said, you know, he showed in the in 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 that fight enough that he's got, you know, some stuff to the point. You know, I, I always I always mention the BJ pen. He's not he's not in the BJ pen where it's like uh, where it's like it's actually dangerous if he fights. Yeah, yeah, like I could see him fighting again, but I I kind of wish he would retire. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> but obviously, like if he fights again somewhere else, I'll probably watch it at some point. I'd get round to watching it at least. Um, but I'm just like I'm not that bothered, and it'd be nice to just see him kind of go out without, yeah, taking too much damage. Like he's been knocked out a few times now, but like they've never been like, like certainly recent. They haven't been like brutal knockouts. Um, so like I feel like he can walk away without too much damage, um, and that'd be nice. But if he wants to continue fighting, that'd be him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and then if we if we sort of move to. Uriah Hall, as we said, it's not like certainly not like a overly impressive performance, but he gets the job done. I, I I don't for any second really. I mean, he's on a three fight win streak. I don't really still see why he's number nine in the middleweight rankings, given that he's lost his his wins are shoe face Bevan Lewis and Anderson Silva. I don't really know why that sort of puts him up there at number nine. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot better people in that division. Who will who will beat him? So didn't, didn't. yeah, it's kind of just one of those things that if they if he's winning, you can, like he's not going to move down. Um, yeah, but like none of these wins justify a move up. Um, which he he moved over Chris Weidman, I suppose. Um, in the newest rankings, which is Weidman ten already. Yeah, Weidman's ten. That middleweight division is not deep, is it? It's not like yeah, it's not great. Like it is 
the last good division, realistically, but it's still not amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got like the the top like four to five are good. Yeah, it's top. It's very top heavy. Um, yeah. Like I'm looking at like one to six are all very good fighters generally. Yeah. Um, well, champion and then one to six. So like Adesanya and then Whitaker, Costa, Cannonier, Hermanson, Ramiro, Till. Like that's a I'd solid. Put Gaslam in there as well if he's. Not as a title uh, contender, but like a guy who can have good fights. Yeah. And on his day, when he turns up, um, he can be good. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, you, a bit hit and miss with Gaston. Um But yeah, after that, it does kind of drop off. Um, and uh, to be fair, though, I think Jacques Ray actually isn't ranked at this point. So he's another one that's... Uh, yeah. Good fun. Um, I don't know why Jeff Ray isn't ranked. Um, Maybe he's been taken off. He's not fought in a while. Yeah, he did. Like he because he had that venture up to like heavyweight. Yeah. Um, but in the t- absolutely terrible fight. Oh, what a fight yeah. that was against the light heavyweight champion. Yeah, we all we all we all remember that classic. Um. um so yeah, that's probably why. But yeah, it's not amazing. Um, but it's still better than light heavyweight, obviously. Um, but yeah, what are you going to do? That's about it. Yeah, not um, not the greatest, um, but he went out not in a terrible way. Um, we'll move swiftly on to the co-main. Um, Bryce Mitchell and Andre Feely. Fun fight, unanimous decision win for Bryce Mitchell. Um, we sort of knew coming in it was going to be a fun fight. They're both like exciting fighters. Yeah. Um, I thought Andre Feely, you know, did really well in defeat. I was really impressed in. The way that he, I mean, that Bryce Mitchell is just going to keep coming at you for those takedowns. But I thought the amount of times Feely could bump Mitchell off and get back to his feet was impressive. Yeah, I think uh, I was impressed by obviously both guys in uh, in this. I think that um, Mitchell, I said coming in that I didn't really know, like I hadn't paid that much attention to him on the feet. Um, but I think he's like sneakily kind of good on the feet. Um, He's like at least fairly crafty enough um, to get by, um, and then yeah, Feely was. I can't remember if it was the first or second round. Like he knew Mitchell was coming in, and he timed him well with a like a fly. Yeah, I think that was second. Yeah. Um, yeah, he caught him well with that, and then yeah, he did a fairly decent job, um, kind of scrambling back up at points as well. Um, Mitchell uh, Mitchell certainly didn't look as dominant on the ground as he has against previous opponents. Yeah, I certainly couldn't pin Feely down, which, I mean, I think was it was it the Charles Rosa one that he won like 30, like 26 or so? Yeah, he won 30-25, 30-25, 30-24, and he basically just had Charles Rosa on like a twister for like yeah, <laughs> for half 10 time. minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mitchell, like, can, like he is continuing to develop on the ground, but you can tell like compared to some of like the best grapplers like he takes kind of inspiration from Khabib but he is um kind of doesn't have the kind of crushing pressure that Khabib does people are able to kind of like get out from underneath Mitchell um also I feel like Bryce Mitchell obeys kind of like the classic hierarchy of like BJJ positions more than Khabib does in a way that probably isn't good for MMA like you'll always see uh Mitchell going for like he'll really like try and get to mount 
Whereas if you watch Khabib, he prefers half guard. And like Daniel Cormier has talked about this, um, that a lot of the AKA guys prefer half guard. They feel like it's kind of like a more secure position. You have your weight on them a little bit more. Whereas from Mount, it offers a few more scrambling opportunities. Yeah, and certainly what you were seeing with Feely was he was sort of getting himself near the cage and sort of using his legs to sort of spring up and just push. I remember in the third round, he did a really nice one. We sort of bumped him up from his like hips pushed Feely yeah. off, uh, pushed Mitchell off, and then scrambled over and was on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was nice as well, actually. Um, you see that every now and again. It is cool when that happens. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think, as you say, yeah, in, the, in, those, in those cases, if he's not, when he's in mount, he's not pinning them down enough, then there is opportunities um, for, them to, for them to spring up. The problem is that he's then so good at getting them back down again. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's not like... And he does try and do some of the things Khabib does. Like, you saw him, I think, from the first takedown, he tried to, like, triangle the legs, like Khabib does. Um, and he had uh, a little bit of success with it, although not a great amount. It's, it's a work in progress, essentially. But he's not quite as good at, say, like, compared to Uz. Well, I mean, we're comparing him to great grapplers here. Like, compared to Usman and Khabib, um, Khabib is the best grappler ever. Um, he's not as good at bringing them, like, the map returns against the cage. Like if they can scramble up against the cage, they can get out. Whereas against Khabib and Usman, if you scramble up against the cage, that's still just the beginning. They've got a hold of you. They're almost certainly going to take you back down again. Um, so yeah, he's a work in progress, but beat a very good fight here. Yeah, good fight. Um, yeah, I always think I always think Andre Feely is like a, a really good um, you know, placeholder in that division. Um, what's the guy? A, a gate a gatekeeper? I think you look at. The guys who he's lost to, you know, he's been. I mean, you forget how long he's been in the. I mean, he's been in the UFC for seven years, and you look at the guys he's lost to. You know, Holloway, Yair, Cater, Johnson, Sadiq Yusuf, who's a you know cracking up on cover, and now Bryce Mitchell. He's not. He's not losing to anyone else other than guys who are going into sort of the top ten. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, yeah, that's basically. He's um, just said, like, yeah, he's a good solid fighter. Um, good fundamentals, um, and he is like he is improving as well. Um, yeah, even now, like he's not old. He's been in the UFC for a while, but he's still got time to develop. He's just he's thirty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, certainly still got more to give. And Bryce Mitchell is improving at a fear like quite an alarming rate. Um, like he's only twenty six, and like the developments from his early UFC fights compared to like the Charles Rosa and now the Feely fight are like shocking. Yeah. Like, so much better in the space of like two years, essentially. Um, so yeah, it'll be, in- I really am uh, interested to see how Bryce Mitchell um, looks going forward. Cause I yeah, he- I mean that featherweight division just gets stacked and stacked. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many guys you've got like, I mean the settled sort of six, that sort of top six, but you've got, Bryce Mitchell, Sadiq Youssef, Arnold Allen's another one that springs to mind. Yeah. Shane um, Burgos did get... Shane Burgos, Emmett. Emmett. Still sort of breaking in. Dan Ige to an extent. Uh, maybe I don't think Dan Ige doesn't get the top, but he's another guy mixing it in and around that sort of... It's just, there's so many fights. I think it's yeah. like... It's one of those divisions where I can't remember who... who I think it might have been Luke, Luke, Luke Thomas or tweet out this is like... 145 matchmaking is just pick any two people in the top 15. It's a banging fight. Yeah, literally, like you cannot make a bad fight out of that top 15. I don't think it's such a good division. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're cracking fights. And yeah, as you said, he's, he's getting a lot better. And we'll see 
where he goes from here. The only downside, I don't know whether you saw it, was his post post oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> comments, which without without wishing to stereotype, um, you know, a camo wearing white man from Arkansas um, was asked his opinion on mask wearing. Uh, needless to say. Um, he 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 proved that perhaps sticking to fighting, which is and and I don't like that statement at the best of times, but saying that you know they should have specific restaurants where people can not wear masks and some where they can wear masks, um, and saying that if your mask works so well, why do I need to wear one? Um, just, just, <laughs> I actually haven't like I've yeah you just I've sort been of to listening to to listen to it because I saw like people reacting to it, but also in a way didn't want to put myself through it yeah you um, just you just want to you just want to pause it every 10 seconds and go no no that's not how it works <laughs> but yeah but um, we'll we'll move on um you know it's mma what you like exactly it, it, we have a long a long and uh yeah very very detailed list of mma fighters and not the best views um <laughs> yeah we'll move we'll move swiftly on um Greg Hardy, Maurice Green. This, 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 this is the one that um, tick, tick the box for the uh, the weekly Ben Acker killer. Um, I did not go. I did not go for Maurice Green, but I did go Greg Hardy by decision. Oh, what are you doing? I just oh, terrible I, call. I, I know, I know. When it when it finished, but I thought, I thought what I was thinking is we might. I, I was thinking we we could just get like a Jorgen de Castro. Like I just, I just thought they might, they might just circle. I, I got greedy. I got greedy <laughs> because I had, I had, I had Kevin Holland to win, and I had Bryce Mitchell Feely to go to a decision. I didn't pick a side, and I was like, okay. Greg Hardy. I knew to win. I was like, go on, let's just, let's just. I just, I just bit off more than I could chew. I just got, I got greedy with it, but <sighs> yeah, <shame>. it's a shame. <laughs> um, That's the weekly edition of Ben Zaka Killer. Yeah. I mean, I, mean never... I saw the fight. I saw the fight. I mean, the fight went exactly how I went, how I thought it was going to go, which is it was going to be slow, winging shots. I just thought that they'd just tire themselves out and no one would get the knockout blow. You, but, what, you, you, didn't, you didn't expect that Maurice Green would be dropped by a jab. Um, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, the, worst, <laughs> the worst thing was, was I saw the result before I watched it and I was like, and then I watched that. Like, oh, for God. Like, if you're going to go thing. out, if you're going to ruin my acker, do not <laughs> let me to a jab. Yeah. <laughs> just a terrible knockout. Oh. Uh, it was really weird, though, because like, it was just, it was also like a bad jab, but also it being a bad jab probably made it more powerful. Honestly, it was like as a jab. Thing. As a jab, it like failed in the function of a jab, but yeah. it was more like it was half jab, half uppercut. Yeah, it was just like a weird janky shot that like just managed to be powerful enough because he's like a ridiculous athlete. Um, and then Green was just out his ass. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Maurice <laughs> Green. I mean, that. I mean, let's just get him one more fight and get him out of there. To be honest, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's not great. Um, but then again, it's heavyweight. I thought he did some like. I'm going to say he did some interesting things. Not really. Um, no, he didn't do interesting things, but he did some things. Um, I think he landed like one counter jab or right hand to yeah. Greg Hardy at like the end of the first round. I thought, oh, that was that was cool. And he like kicked Greg Hardy a few times. But then like, oh. no, he didn't do interesting things. I'm lying. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's heavyweight. Not great. I mean, yeah, didn't see much from 
Greg, it's like this is the thing. It, Greg Hart, it's like, but it, which I still, I still sort of can't place him because it's like, I, I look, I look, look at the guys he's got wins over. You know, Juan Adams, Horgan de Castro. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that Dimitri's surname, but and then Marie Screen. But then as soon as he stepped up, he he took that short, short, short notice fight against Volkov and just got like, you know, dealt with. So it's like he's clearly not ready for anyone in that sort of top 10 but he's not really fighting anyone who you can sort of he's not fighting on or showing anything that makes me think this is yeah. really this is really going to go somewhere you know the, the 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 places that the ufc are keen to sort of see him go and yeah and honestly like we talked about the shocking and phenomenal improvement of bryce mitchell recently like he just doesn't really maybe he like it's all in his like defensive ground game or defensive wrestling he's improving in I imagine they're probably doing a lot of work on that. But, like, on the feet, he just doesn't look to be really getting better. Like, from yeah. his first fight, like, even, like, if you were to watch the, like, first fight he had on the Contender Series, like, I don't, like, he looks, yeah, I don't know, like, he just doesn't really look any better. Um, I, I can, I, yeah, it's like the tennis, like, the physique, like, I've, like, obviously he cuts weight, but I, I've got to think that if he came in 10 pounds lighter, even something like that, that's got to help. I mean, he's carrying so much weight. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, because he is just like a naturally really big guy. And he is like, he's, he's got to work on his cardio because it's like... Yeah, he is like, a struggle. Um, but I don't know. It's just that I just don't ever think Greg Hardy is going to be a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's never going to be... I just don't ever see him being a good fighter. Like, no. there is more to being a fighter than just like being big or big. The big, yeah. um, we, although being the big at heavyweight can carry you a long way. Yeah, uh, ask this is true. Essentially, ask Derek Lewis or yeah, Ngannou, uh, but they're still slightly better fighters. Um, well, quite a lot better. But yeah, I just don't ever think that unless he goes through some like crazy growth, uh, like some crazy development recently or soon. I don't see him ever going anywhere. So I think just kind of a failed experiment and like everyone kind of looks bad coming out of this. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it for the Greg Hardy chat. Um, <laughs> Kevin Holland defeating Charlie Ontiveros and quite weird circumstances like slammed him to the mat and it was a very, really grunt strange. and a verbal submission. I still like, Sort of in a similar vein to um, Greg Hardy, I still don't really know where I stand with Kevin Holland because there's been so many late, late replacement fights. Um, you know, him just stepping in to fight guys and on short notice. You know, he's got a good win. He's got you know, it's fair. I've actually just seen he's he's got a win over Jeff Neal. Yeah, although I don't mean I know that was a while ago. Than Jeff Neal. Um, yeah, but um, while ago he needs to. And I've just seen his first fight in the UFC was against Thiago Santos. Um, Back when Santos was still a middleweight, yeah, crazy. Yeah, but we'll we'll see with him. I mean, I don't, I don't know why Adesanya was in the arena, but yeah, called out Adesanya. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> not happen. <laughs> uh, like, I think he looks good, and like he he is now he is now the king of the uh, the king the king of the quarantine because uh, the fighter beneath him, uh, Bobby Green, lost, so he's. He's four and zero. He's leading the way for yeah, lock, lock, lockdown records. Um, 
and yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens from next. Um, on Tavares, I'm sure we'll not fight again in the UFC, but that's by the by. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think like on Tavares is a welterweight, and based on like the look of it, like Kevin Holland did just like absolutely ragdoll him, like basically from start to finish. As soon as Kevin Holland got his hands on him, you could just chuck him around like a little baby. Um, so I don't, I like. Apparently, Antiviros is um, like wants to drop down to welterweight, and I think he's teammates with Adesanya actually. Uh, okay. I yeah, think, maybe, uh, maybe he, and he did like because Adesanya like gave him a big shout out after the fight. It was like took the fight on three days' notice, not at your like natural weight class, um, and then like injured your neck in the fight. I think is what happened. Um, like you know, um, yeah, he could do. I feel like they'll give him a shot. Like the UFC generally like. If you take a fight on short notice and you lose, they still they generally give you a shot after, unless you look absolutely yeah. cool and like. I mean, obviously he didn't look great, but like he kind of just got better, didn't he? And he didn't really have time to show what he can look like. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll move on. Um, last fight on the main card: Jago Moises, Bobby Green. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, the Bobby Green. Quarantine run comes to an end. Um, how did you score this one? Uh, it was a close one, to be honest. Um, well, it's a weird one. Like, I feel that rounds one and three were very close. So I, that you could have scored scored them for either man. I thought round two was clearly Bobby Green. Yeah. Um, but round one and two, you could probably one and three. You could probably score for either man, with me probably leaning one for Green, yeah. then three for Moises. Um, I'd agree with you. I wouldn't be mad at either. Um, and but based on that, you could also necessarily score round one and round three for Moises, and therefore Moises wins. But you kind of just feel that like it's kind of like the Holloway Volkanovski thing again. Where like Holloway clearly won two rounds, the other three were fairly close. Yeah. Um, you just think on like a throw up that Holloway should win that, and the same thing like when it comes to yeah, chance, or, or at like, least get one of them. Win. Like it wasn't it was it wasn't even a split. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like you just think based on the probabilities that one would score it for Bobby Green. Yeah. And I looked at the uh, scorecards; it was terrible. Uh, what the one of the judges gave Green round one and Moises round two. Um, so, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Judging remains bad. Uh, that's it does. I think, like to be fair, like Moises did ha- was in on like the leg lock for a while in round two, but I don't think it was like it wasn't that close. And Green got up and did good work after that, and like half dropped him before that. So. I don't know. Um, I can't justify round two for Moises, but what, what are you going to do? Uh, bit sad. Bobby Green probably should have won, but it was a very close fight, so he can't be too mad. Yeah, this is true. Um, but yeah, not, not 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 the busiest fight. Yeah, I think, as you said, Green did well in round two. Um, but yeah, just, just unlucky with that decision, but not. It wasn't to be. Um I still like. I thought. I still like watching Bobby Green. I thought. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think he should. Like, I don't yeah. think he should go anywhere any 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 time soon. But uh, it's very nice. Like good head movement. He does avoid shots well, and he does like. I like that he works the body quite well. Um, yeah. And he's he's also like his his side kicks in this were really nice. Like you'd see 
Moises kind of like start to like enter range and Bobby Green would just completely interrupt his rhythm with like the side kick to the knee. Like you'd see him like it would stop Moises like dead in his tracks a few times. I thought that was really cool. He used that quite well. Um, so yeah, it was a good performance uh, from Bobby Green. Probably should have got the win, but can't do much about it. There you go. That is just MMA for you. Um, last, I mean, I don't really need to talk about Hernandez. Grooch Macar, I don't even know how you say his name. Really brutal knockout. Yeah, it was <laughs> it a was nasty like, knockout. Um, yeah, um, he just kind of like just athleted on him, didn't he? He was just, he was just so much faster, so much more powerful. Um, and it just absolutely tore him apart, really. Um, yeah, what you can do. Um, Grooch Mac is like not terrible. I think he beat up Joe Lozon. Let me check. Um, yeah, it was a nasty one to return to. I, th- I, th- I, think, he, I think it was his first fight since ACL surgery. Oh, yeah, God, he's been out for two and a half years. His last fight was against Joe Lozon, where he absolutely batted Lozon. Um, and he got submitted by Ramos, Tappy Ramos and Chaz Kelly before that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like, he's not terrible. It's just that he's not an athlete and he's 34 now, so he's something he's never going to be. Um, so I feel like he can have fairly maybe fun fights with lower guys, but anyone that's got any kind of athletic ability is probably going to pulverise him. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a nice, brutal knockout from Hernandez. Yeah, and for Hernandez, nice to see him. Then, 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 of course, spoke, and I realised why I don't like Oh, I, like, I don't know why you do this to yourself. I have almost a rule that I just never listen to fighters speak. Like, <laughs> not, I, not even... Not even um, Going down the sort of Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Mitchell, it's just like just a very annoying bloke. Oh, I didn't like. Yeah, I, I used to like when like when I was like first into him, I'd watch the press conferences, watch the interviews. But the past year or so, I just I don't do it to myself. Basically. No, I very I um <laughs> I don't I don't do it frequently. I just sort of was passing through the fights and was skipping through to the next one and yeah, fair accidentally enough. walked across 10, 10 seconds of it and swiftly moved on. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I do remember the press conference before the Cerrone fight, and he is very irritating. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, good, good win for him, but like bigger tests to come. And every time he sort of stepped up to, you know, vaguely anywhere near the sort of verge of the rankings, he's you know not done well. He got battered by Cerrone, battered by Dover, lost that Trinaldo fight, but got given it somehow. I mean, I mean, did I think we all lost that Trinaldo fight, didn't we? Yeah. Anyone that watched that <laughs> kind of watched lost that Trinaldo fight. So it's not really, um, you know, a whole lot to go off. But also... about the Drew Dover fight, actually. But yeah, he did get battered by that uh, by Dover in that. Dover looked really good. Um, he did. Yeah, yeah that's. Really about it, unless you had anything else you want to talk about on the prelims. I didn't really catch many of the other fights. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I didn't watch any of the other fights actually. Perfect. Okay, we'll move to this weekend then, which that's quite a good main event, I think. You know, well, I was about to say potentially a number one contender. Doesn't look like it now. We talked about it. We talked about it last week, um, and then I think about ten minutes after we stopped recording. It was essentially announced that Adesanya will move up in 2021 to fight Blahovic. Um, so I thought this was a number one contender, but it probably won't be. Um, mm-hmm. But still a good fight. 
Um, yeah, so it's, like, it's really weird to think that this, like, I mean, it could realistically, whoever wins this fight could sit out and wait for um, the title shot after. Um, but, like, it's weird to think that Glover Teixeira in 2020 is on the verge of a title shot. Yeah. It's life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah 41 like, years of age. Yeah. But so on a, so on a four fight win streak. Like, I mean, he was. Glover was like kind of kind of coming out of his prime as he got into the UFC like he was like maybe still in his prime when he got to the UFC up until like John Jones fight but like he's so past it at this point like it's insane that he's doing this well um, like yeah I, just, I don't understand it I can't explain it but there you go he's on the verge of a title shot yeah I mean it's like I look, I look at his like Recent fights, I mean, I mean, bar, bar the Anthony Smith one, it's like every fight it looks like he's gonna get knocked out, and he just sort of manages, manages to sort of old man, old man stumble his way into the clinch, and yeah. there's no one, no one can do anything about it, and just sort of yeah, like, like grinds you down. Yeah, there's been a few where like he's been absolutely smashed, and then like he just pulverizes them on the ground, like. <laughs> just crushes them when he gets them to the ground. And like, yeah, that was Roberson and Kusalaba. And then Smith just tied himself out and got battered. Um, but yeah, really weird. Um, I don't know. It's like heavyweight. Like, I'm yeah, not exactly. totally surprised. Yeah, I mean, he comes in against Thiago Santos, who has been out for first fight. Yeah, first fight since at least one, if not double knee surgery. Yeah, I think I I don't know. He certainly did damage to both of his knees. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, comes out, comes in. As I said, having having lost, I say that in the most inverted of commas against John Jones because I didn't win in that fight. Um, he also had well prior prior, prior to that he had his his um, he, he was unbeaten in in the light heavyweights with wins over Anders. Jimmy Manoa in that absolute slugfest, and <laughs> in and and then Jan Blahovic. I mean, t- to me, this is you know a case of can Sa- Sa- Santos is the guy that has the power to finally knock Glover to share out. Yeah, like so many guys have got close to, to knocking this old man out, and I think Thiago Santos might be the guy. Yeah, he just he just could be the guy to do it. Um, I don't know. Um, I probably like I fairly lean I I lean fairly heavily towards Thiago Santos in this, but like um, anything could happen because Thiago Santos is just an absolute madman. Like, yeah, I mean, no one no one knows what Thiago Santos is going to do, and I, and I think to be honest, he himself doesn't really know what he's going to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, he could just like he could just be winning the fight, knock Glover down three times, and then like throw a tornado kick or some whatever crazy kick and like kick himself in the head and knock himself out like that is a genuine possibility um yeah so i don't no one can call tiago santos fights um so yeah like i imagine he'd knock out tashira but anything can happen um so yeah how's that for analysis how's that (laughs) can can the old yeah i said if it gets to the ground it's a problem because we've seen glover can hold people down and batter them I just think 
I can just see, as you said, Santos maybe getting taken down the first couple of rounds and just throwing some like unorthodox like heel up kick as Teixeira moves in for the clinch and just knock him out. I think. Yeah, he'll try to like after double knee surgery, possibly double, he'll throw an axe kick, which are just like terrible for your knees and just tear his knees out again. That could also happen. Yeah, um, so we will see. I think this is one to certainly look back on more than we can provide an answer because it is there's not, there's not really a whole lot that can be said. You can't really analyze Tiago Santos from a you know, fundamentals point of view because he doesn't really have any. And to share, it's like we know what he's trying to do. He's just going to try and stumble his way into the clinch stumble his way to getting to the ground and just sort of wear you down it'll just be who can sort of make get 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 their style going better and i'm i'm advert i'm sort of tempted to say that santos is going to be that person yeah and i hope so to be honest because yeah. i really i really really don't <laughs> want i really don't want to see israel adesanya versus glover to share no oh my god oh israel adesanya versus Thiago santos no i mean Israel Adesanya would style on him still, but um, yeah. it'd be more interesting, I think. Exactly. Um, I mean, I was about to say, ah, let's move on and then proceed to look <laughs> down the card. <laughs> move on to what, I might ask. <laughs> I mean, is there any... F- I, mean, for, I will mention, because I don't... I mean, Arlovsky Tanabosa is the co-main. Arlovsky has not looked good in a long minute. Tanabosa, you know, is another guy who's had sort of like a, a quarantine um, ascendance. I was about to say resurgence, but I'm not sure that really the word ascendance really. Um, knocked out Philip Lindsay and Rafael Pessoa. Um, I think I'd, I'd back him to get the job done against Arlovskin. He's a guy that could look good, but equally well, I'm not too interested and there's not really a whole lot you can say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Tanabosa, a heavyweight that moves. Um, I love it. That's cool. Will be, will be. You can, you know, if you, if you're playing a drink game, and tomorrow so I might uh, request a bet within within the first thirty seconds. Tanabosa's quick feet will be mentioned, or the fact that he moves. Uh, but like he is like a genuinely like inter- kind of yeah. not genuine like a kind of interesting heavyweight. Like um, he fought an ACB, so he had some tough fights there. So his record's not sparkling. Because um, he fought in like another good promotion outside the UFC, um, but apart from Cyril Gan, who is like a hot prospect, he is undefeated in the UFC. I mean, he's only had four fights. Um, he's three and one. Um, but yeah, it will be. Um, I hope that I hope that he can beat Arlovsky, and then like he'll be a good fighter for maybe the top ten of heavyweight. Like yeah. Um, see how he does and like he had a fairly like a competitive enough fight with Gan um, that you'd say it was interesting and like so like Tanabosa against like Derek Lewis could like I could certainly see a scenario where Bosa just like jabbed him up for the whole fight but then also could see a scenario where he just gets battered and absolutely gets his head knocked off um, see I'd like to see Tanabosa get up for the division because it's heavyweight and I'd just like to see more half competent people exactly um yeah i was going to mention before that the the one the one i sort of got my eye on is um yan Xiaonan, if that's how you pronounce it um another chinese fighter in that strawweight division i remember she put an absolute beating on karolina kovalkiewicz also beat angela hill in a unanimous decision um if i remember correctly 
brutal in the clinch. Um, and she looks like someone who could be fun to watch. She comes up against the infamous one and a half round Claudia Gedalia. <laughs> um, so I can very much see this being a case of Zhao Nan just coming on in that second and third round and just piecing her together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Although I think Gedalia's got slightly better at that recently. Um, maybe slightly improved. Um, we'll see. Although she definitely lost that Angela Hill fight. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That we can agree on. Um, I've just seen Giga Chikadze's on the card. Yeah, I wonder looked. if that's a late decision. I think Jamie Simmons, I've just looked up now, is 6-2, making his year to debut. Strikes me as a late replacement or perhaps a late addition. I mean, Giga Chikadze's always fun to watch. Yeah, he's um, And he fought recently as well. He fought 11th of October. Yeah, he's going for a for for a, a, a three and quarantine run. Well, when I say, I say I say I say quarantine run now, which you know, and I think to be fair, that is that that can be true when we talk about Kevin Holland and Bobby Green, but also this quarantine run is now going on for six months. <laughs> so I think I like, think I think analysing people's records within this quarantine as if as if it was like a two month period and they fought five times is is perhaps. Yeah, we were. I think when we first kind of started, like this quarantine watch, kind of we were expecting it to maybe be over. A, yeah, like, so maybe, maybe you know, but then like three months, three, 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 three fights in six months is is noteworthy. Yeah, um, good enough. We'll give it. Yeah, to good him. enough. <laughs> you can just you can just about stick into quarantine run, sort of. Yeah, we'll give it him. He's he's on a quarantine run. Um, but yeah. I mean, is there any other fights that you're really looking out for before this? <laughs> um, let me look it up again. Uh, um, Brandon Max Allen, Griffin, Ian Heinish um, might not be an awful fight. But I mean, I'm not particularly high on either of them. It, it, it will just be a case of seeing, seeing where we are next week and, and try and piece together. Yeah, I, I, what, yeah. What, Sort of as, as we said, Santos to share that'll be interesting and at least has got some ramifications. Tanner both is interesting. Yan Jonan, Gigi Chikese. There's a there's a there's a there's a few fights on there to keep an eye out for, but certainly not the best. No. Um, to be honest, I think if we there's there's there's, there's really not much we can we can make make do in terms of discussion. We'll we'll probably wrap it up there. Yeah, uh, I don't I can't think of any news off the top of my head, so. No, well, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, yeah, we'll be back in the week to talk about talk about the fights that came on at the weekend, try and make the best out of that. Looking forward to next week. You've got Makashev RDA, which is nice, but I'm looking down at the rest of that and it's looking even worse. I mean, this is this 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 could be up there with the worst card of the year. Yeah. It's not great. And like you say, Makashev, we do have Makashev RDA, but like RDA we know, looks yeah, terrible. We know, we know where that's going. So like, I don't, like RDA hasn't looked good in so long. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, man, he did look decent against Kevin Lee, but he's just like, he's just not the same. It's not RDA anymore. Yeah, I think, I think that, that Kiesa fight was a broken RDA. Yes, yeah, fight. Like, Kiesa, he should have battered Kiesa. Um, yeah, that was like when I fully kind of lost it. Like, right, okay. Yeah. Because up until then, he was fighting like genuinely really good fight. Like, I mean, Kiesa's a good. And to be fair, I didn't even ask. He's 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 got himself down to lightweight for this one. Yeah, first time in ages. 
which is um, interesting. I'll be interested to see how that cut affects him. Um, first time at lightweight since 2016. Ooh, 2016. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really looking. Yeah. I'm not really looking to all positive, but we'll make the most of it. Um, really sure. Since like, I mean, exactly four years ago today, not yeah, by the time. Like, I haven't even, even thought about that, to be honest. The Tony um, but yeah, um, we'll be back to talk about that tom- uh, tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, because the fight doesn't happen tomorrow. Uh, next week. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.